This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. The Humerian Health Podcast post blog pause That's 2018. Right. That's right. And I'm really sad I didn't get to go, actually. We'll I heard there sure, were lots we'll sure, of we'll make sure. fun things. Really? I, yeah. We'll make sure. I, would, I love dogs. Yeah. So, and cats. Yeah. And they cats and they had rat? A rat? <laughs> yeah, they had a, a rat. rat, a rat, a pet rat, and there was a few other things. It awesome. was it was kind of an awesome. interesting thing, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we didn't get a chance to interview everyone that we wanted. I know. To. Imagine that we ran out of time, and yeah. there were hundreds of people we wanted to talk to. Yeah, and for <laughs> those that um, don't understand, the whole purpose of this is just simply that Humarian feels that blog bloggers uh, are out there independently trying to do a good job trying to help people and we want to do a very small 10 to 15 minute education about them that they can post to you and that can be posted with the blog post site and that you guys can share of other bloggers that are doing things different than you that is going to be advantageous for your 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 readers we learned a ton and so why not share it that's it so so you're going to see a series of those continuing of people that either were able to attend blog pause but we didn't get a chance to interview them or those that didn't get a chance to be there but were signed up to go looking forward to it let's jump right in Welcome back to the Humarian Health Podcast. This is Amy Baker, and I'm here with Dr. Sean Benzinger. Again. <laughs> Again. Um, and we are joined today uh, by Jaina Kelly, who has a blog called Pause in Effect, which we love. Um, and so thank you, Jaina, for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. We are excited to talk about a couple of different topics um, with you. But before we kind of jump into that, I thought it would be nice for you to give us just a little bit of a background on you and your blog, Pause in Effect. Well, um, Pause and Effect started in 2003, and it all began because I lost my job. So um, I was working as a website designer and courseware instructor, and uh, the uh, dot-com bust kind of took my uh, employer out. So I decided um, I needed to keep up my skills so I could get another job in the field. And also, I wanted something to do that was a little less depressing than looking for a job in a bad economy. So that's how Pause and Effect was born. I had always loved cats, and I had um, about a gazillion cat books. And um, I was always giving people advice about how to deal with their cat's behavior or health issues. So I figured, why not make a website out of it? And that's what I did. Oh, great. Very wise. How many people have actually ended up going where they really wanted to go but didn't know it until they were forced out of something? I think that's happened to a lot of people. Uh, So one of the topics I know that is important to you is um, feline diabetes, and you have some uh, specific experience with that. So I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about that experience and and what that has uh, meant to you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it all started when I was working as a volunteer at an animal shelter in Maine, where I used to live. Um, this animal shelter, Heart of Maine, actually had a room full of cats with diabetes. Oh. And um, and I went in there to look at some of the kitties, and I fell in love with a, a little girl named Bella Donna. Oh. Um, Bella, Bella was in remission when I first met her. Um, but before I was able to adopt her, she apparently had some sort of a growth spurt or something, and she went back on insulin for a little while. Mm. So when I adopted her, she was on insulin. Mm. Um, however, I had a feeling I could get her back in remission again, 
because um, I feed a raw diet to my cats. I think it's really important to feed a species-appropriate diet. Mm -hmm. And a lot of vets agree that um, a high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet is really ideal for cats' diabetes in particular. Mm -hmm. So um, basically what I did was I was giving her a little bit of insulin, and I, I always home test. I always encourage people with diabetic cats to home test their cats before giving insulin. And um, so she gradually, over the course of a couple of weeks, her insulin dose went down and down until it was nothing. And she, yeah, and she's been in remission for five years now. Wow. Isn't that so, interesting? That's great. Yeah, that, and you know what? It, we're, we're seeing it in even the human side of, of, of appropriate diets are changing things. And unfortunately, the diet we've used for 50 years has never been successful. Well, it is. It successfully keeps everybody in diabetes. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. when you say species appropriate diet, what type of diet did you put your, your kitty on? Well, um, basically a species appropriate diet for a cat, um, because cats are obligate carnivores, which means they need to eat meat in order to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, dogs can be omnivores and they can eat vegetables and meat, although they are essentially carnivores as well, but cats, they need meat. Um, so I began feeding um, Bella and my other two cats uh, a raw food diet. So basically, you can get raw food in a frozen raw form where, where you thaw it and feed it that way, or you can get it in a dehydrated format, which is kind of easier for kind of people who are beginning their raw journey to deal with. Okay. And... Um, yeah, so I just really encourage um, anybody who has a diabetic cat to feed raw food. Um, although I know that not everybody can go there, and there actually um, there actually are high protein, low carbohydrate diets that you can buy at any price point. Oh, okay. Wonderful. The, and I yeah, think that is misunderstood. I think many mm -hmm. times it's, it's just too expensive, so I can't do that. So that is good to hear. So you blog about that. Yeah. Okay, that, um, that I don't, would be useful. I don't, yeah, I don't push the raw diet on my blog so much because I really believe that anybody who visits my blog is doing so because they love cats right. and they're doing the best they can. Correct. So um, I don't, uh, I prefer not to be judgmental about that. No. Uh, although yeah. I did recently write a post about um, the ideal diet for your cats. So I do have some information about raw feeding and species-appropriate diet on my blog. Yeah, and it sounds like a lot will sign in to your website to learn how to do a good job as much as anything oh. else, right? Well, um, that's what I hope, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Well, 2003, you've been doing it a while, and um, mm -hmm. there probably has been some massive changes as for um, in this the pet arena in the first place. What have you observed? Well, I've, I've actually observed over the years that a lot more veterinarians are willing to entertain uh, questions about diet and nutrition, um, as well as lifestyle-appropriate vaccination schedules. Mm. So I really feel like there's been a lot of growth in the veterinary field um, about those two very important topics for cat health. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad to see that. Needed to be, didn't it? Uh, and uh, I think the raw diet feeding has actually really helped a lot of animals on multiple planes, dogs and cats. And uh, it's interesting to see that your feline, uh, that uh, Bella specifically responded so positively. I mean, that's a huge mm -hmm. deal. 
is to move her out of a diabetic state and be able to maintain her health. Changes everything for right. her livelihood and her future. Absolutely, especially because she was um, unusual in that she was diagnosed as a kitten. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's very it is. unusual it for kittens to be diagnosed with diabetes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she was that one in a million. Yeah. And, Lucky you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've always been the kind of person who um, takes on the so-called broken kitties. I, I tend to gravitate toward cats who have special needs. Um, oh, okay. And even now... Um, my oldest cat, Thomas, is 17, and he has kidney disease and hyperthyroidism. Wow. And that, too, is being maintained really well on a raw diet. He's um, he's actually doing a lot better than most cats with kidney disease in that he's keeping his weight on and that he's um, getting enough hydration that I haven't had to give him subcutaneous fluids yet. And I think that's due in large part to the raw diet as well. Okay, cool. Well, so um, you talk about lots of different things on your blog, and one of the posts we noticed, a recent one, was My Cat Saved My Life more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us a little bit about how your cat has helped you from a, just a mental wellness perspective. Well, um, so basically I've kind of struggled all my life with mental illness, um, in particular uh, depression and bipolar disorder. And part of that is... Um, when you have those um, illnesses, you tend to get to a really low point um, from time to time, and you might even find yourself having urges to self-harm or um, being suicidal, and that's really not a fun place to be, no. um, as you can probably imagine. Right. And uh, <laughs> and so I've been really fortunate in that my cats have actually given me a reason to live when I had no other reasons because I, I felt I couldn't abandon them. Um, Mm. I just, um, I had, yeah, I had a friend who, um, had a cat who'd witnessed her owner's, um, suicide and she was really, really traumatized by that. And, um, no matter what, um, my friend did to help her cat, everything from homeopathy to, um, anti-anxiety meds, she was just never the same. And I just, Mm. I, I can't, find I can't find it in myself to to traumatize my cats like that yeah I agree and yeah and I've actually heard mothers of human children kind of say the same thing that Mm -hmm. they're that they couldn't abandon their children and it gave them a reason to live when they had no other reason absolutely so well it aligns with purpose of life um heavily mm -hmm. it really does whether it be family or or animals or jobs or just other individuals neighbors um, having a purpose in life um, changes your life and many times makes it worthy of the time, effort to maintain and, and live a full life. It really is. So I think that's very um, uh, brave and also very poignant for you to point that out to a lot of folks that might be considering uh, having uh, cats in their life and what that might mean to them and to be able to fulfill maybe an empty spot in our life. And uh, I think that's brilliant. I think that's worthy of mention, and, and I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And also, I really I think it's really important to um, fight the stigma of mental illness. So that's one of the reasons why I was so public about it on my blog, because I think there are a lot of people out there who are suffering, um, and they don't realize that better is possible. Mm-hmm. So I just decided, um, you know what? If this post gets out there and um, 
a potential employer is Googling me and they see it and think mm-hmm. it's a reason not to hire me, then I wouldn't want to work for them anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, like Dr. Benzinger said, I think it's very brave and very helpful for folks to like to hear this your story and to hear how cats have helped you, you know, I mean, there's a lot yeah, actually in the blog yeah. post. And so I would encourage folks to go out and yeah, read that. We're going to push pretty hard on this. This yeah. is, this is a key component that more people need to know about and just tie together as you've done a really good job, Jaina. And we, we appreciate that. And like usual, we well, thank you. Kind of come to the end of our short little stint, but we're going to make sure that... We always run out of time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The reason why is because that's a topic matter we could spend a lot of time on. It's something that maybe in the future you'll consider uh, joining us again on. But um, we wanted to thank you for being on. Uh, Pause and Effect. Yes, pauseandeffect.com. Dot com. (laughs) Uh, Anything else you want to add to our uh, listeners today, Gina? Well, um, I just want to... First of all, I want to thank you for hosting me on this podcast and... Secondly, I would like to say that it's um, I really appreciate um, anybody who's out there who wants to do the best they can for their cat. I'm always here to answer questions and um, do so without judgment. And so I encourage people to email Pause and Effect if they have any questions, and I'll do the best I can to answer them. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you, Jane. It was nice to have you with us. Well, thank you. It was great to be here. Interesting. Always good times at Blog Pause. Yes, if they could have been there. <laughs> well, I know. Some were and yeah. some weren't, but, I mean, we're super excited to get to yeah. have these folks join us for a short little snippet, yeah. share about what they're passionate about. Just to promote them. Just, just an education you know for what our listeners. Doing. So, yeah. And they're doing cool stuff. They really are. All of them are, for sure. So we have a whole series of these. They are available on humarian.com slash blog pause. Um, we will continue to update that page as we have the opportunity to talk to these folks over the next couple weeks. So we're excited about that. And as always, you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or just our straight-up regular website, humarian.com. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Humarian Health. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. Thank you.